On day 42 of Najib Razak's SRC international trial, the former Prime Minister celebrated his 66th birthday. A group of supporters greeted him at the court porch with a chocolate cake and sang Happy Birthday and Allah Salamatkan Kamu, which means May Allah Save You. Najib looked elated as he blew out the candles, ate a piece of cake and said thank you. He wiped his mouth with a tissue that was handed to him by a fan who commented to the others, remember not to throw this tissue away. Then he walked hurriedly into court and took the lift to the fifth floor. He was already late. By the Malaysian Insight, this is The People versus Najib Razak. Follow us into the courtroom where it all happens. I'm Patrick Teo. In Judge Naslan's courtroom, it was serious business as usual. The jovial atmosphere was left at the door, as Najib quickly took his seat in the accused dock. Proceedings had been delayed by about two hours. The defence lawyers were in Putrajaya earlier in the morning to withdraw an appeal against Judge Naslan's decision not to strike out the seven charges faced by the former PM in this SRC trial. Najib's lawyers had previously claimed that these charges were flawed and sought to have them struck out. But the judge had dismissed this, saying the claims were without basis and not supported by evidence. Today, before the witness was brought in, the judge heard three more applications from the lawyers. Yvonne will tell you more. After all the excitement this morning, it sure was a buzzkill when proceedings began with the issue of Najib's Facebook post. If you remember, last week Najib said in a post that the jewellery he bought in Italy were actually for members of a royal family. The prosecution argued that this was subjudice and in contempt of court. Today, Attorney General Tommy Thomas told the judge that the prosecution is seeking an apology and an undertaking for Najib to stop posting about the trial on social media. Defence lawyer Shafi Abdullah argued that the prosecution was being vague about their request and Judge Naslan asked the AG to submit their request in writing. The second application made by Najib's lawyers was to compel the MACC to allow Najib direct access to his MBank documents saying that the Commission had abused its power by directing the bank to check with it first before allowing Najib to see them. DPP Sitambaram countered this, saying that the MACC had authority to do so as the case was still being investigated. The third application was over the validity of Joanna Yu's witness statement. Joanna is the MBank relationship manager who handled Najib's bank accounts. The defence claimed that Joanna's draft statement differed from the one they got from the prosecution. DPP Sitam said that the statement with her signature is the one they should go with. Judge Naslan said he'll make a decision on the second and third applications after lunch. Then he called for a break until 2.30pm. On the ground floor at the court lobby, Najib's supporters had grown in number to about 50 since the morning. They saw him out as he hurried into his black sedan and congregated at the canteen where they divided the cake from this morning among themselves. Raj is a familiar face among Najib's band of supporters. He does odd jobs for a living and comes to court every other day. 
He told us that he leaves his home in Bentong before dawn to catch the bus to Kuala Lumpur. This is so that he can be here in time to greet Najib when he arrives in the morning. He never goes into the open court to watch the trial. He says he cannot bear to see his beloved former Prime Minister sitting there in the dock. Instead, he waits around to see Najib during breaks and leaves by 3pm for his two-hour bus ride home. Today, he had written the words, Happy BD Bosku, with a black marker on his right cheek, and told us that his birthday wish for Najib was for him to be Prime Minister again. Kami nakkan Datuk Seri happy. Itu yang kami mahu, sebab beliau adalah seorang pemimpin yang sangat disegani oleh rakyat. Apa harapan hari jadi Raj untuk Datuk Seri? Oh, harapan kami satu. Kami nakkan Datuk Seri Najib kembali menjadi Perdana Menteri Malaysia dan akan memimpin negara seperti sedia kala. Speaking in Malay, he told us that he was the son of rubber tappers. He felt indebted to Najib because Najib's father, the late Abdul Razak Hussein, had helped his parents who have since passed away. Abdul Razak was Malaysia's second prime minister and had been the driving force behind Felder, the country's largest palm oil and rubber estate cultivator, which was established in the late 1950s to eradicate poverty. At half past two, Najib's car pulled into the court porch and Raj was waiting with a warm smile, hands outstretched to the former Prime Minister. Proceedings resumed and Judge Naslan was ready with his decision on the defence lawyer's second and third applications. The judge ruled that MACC should not prevent Ambank from providing Najib with copies of his account statements, as this wouldn't affect the investigations in any way. He also ruled that Joanna Yu's unsigned witness statement will not be used in court, as the defence is not relying on the unsigned version in the hearing. With that, Joanna was back on the witness stand, and Harvey turned up the heat on his questions. This was when emotions began to run high. Oh yeah, you could probably cut the tension with a knife. Harvey was quizzing Joanna about the differences in the draft and tendered versions of her written statement and asking her repeatedly if she had taken instructions from Jolo, which she flatly denied. She later said that her initial draft of the statement, written entirely by her, did not tell the whole story. Now Joanna has a tendency to explain her answers instead of just saying yes or no, and Harvey seemed irritated by that. He snapped at the witness, rudely telling her off. DPP Budiman stood up to ask the lawyer to be more gentle with the witness. But Harvey retorted, I've tried the easy way, now I have to go the hard way. Judge Naslan chimed in, gently reminding Joanna to only answer with a yes or a no, or whether she agrees or disagrees. Harvey continued firing questions at the witness but kept cutting her off when she tried to answer. DPP Sitam stood up, objecting to the lawyer's line of questioning, to which Harvey retaliated sarcastically saying, If you want to be pedantic about it, then okay. Annoyed, Sitam muttered under his breath, You're pathetic. But it was loud enough for everyone in the court to hear. I'm sorry, Harvey said. Sitam repeated, more clearly this time, You're pathetic. 
Judge Naslan told the prosecutor to watch his language, and Sitam apologised. Joanna said that she was asked to leave Ambank in 2015 when the 1MDB scandal broke. She started to say that she had taken legal action against the bank, but Sitam stopped her. She had signed a non-disclosure agreement and therefore cannot discuss that case. Harvey then brought the court's attention to the various chat transcripts between Joanna, Jolo and Ang Su Ling, who was YR1M's CEO. To recap, Su Ling knew Joanna because the latter had also managed YR1M's accounts since 2013. And Su Ling knew Jo Lo because she worked at his company, Winton Group, from 2004 to 2006. In one of the chats, Jo Lo had told Joanna, quote, he doesn't want to close it, unquote, referring to Najib not wanting to close his Ambank accounts, which were constantly overdrawn. The former PM eventually closed his accounts in March 2015, transferring the balance to Isan Pradhana. He also cancelled his two credit cards. After combing through the transcripts a little bit more, court adjourned for the day at 5pm. Joanna will be back on the witness stand tomorrow. This podcast is produced, written and mixed by Rivati Supermaniam, Yappik Kwan, Yvonne Lim and Ravin Palanisami. Additional reporting by Timothy Acharyam. I'm Patrick Teo.